Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very, very much. Welcome to our second hour, sponsored by Ace Hardware, second hour of this year. They have renewed for this whole year, and so I thank you, my listener, for going in and saying, hey, thanks, Mr. Ace, Ms. Ace, for sponsoring Neil's program. You made that happen by shopping there and by telling them. Thank you for that very, very much. And uh, if you were not listening an hour ago, I I mentioned that uh, today marks the beginning of my 45th year on commercial radio. I had seven years with the extension service before that where I did a lot of radio also, but it was 45 uh, years ago that I began uh, working full-time where I was doing this kind of radio, and I started at 570 AM, which at that time was WFAA radio. They sold the AM uh, radio band and and, uh, went out of that business and into some other things. Perhaps you've heard of them. (laughs) So anyway, so welcome. I'm glad to have you here and uh, uh, I have been doing radio ever since, 30 years at another station, and then the last uh, 12 years now, I'm in my 12th year at WBAP on Sunday mornings, so join, that's a sister station to KLIF, so I hope you'll join us tomorrow morning. Mike Bass runs the boards for me on both of those uh, programs, and and uh, I enjoy very much working with Mike, he is just the best it gets. I also do a statewide program, two statewide programs that go to about 35 stations across the state of Texas. So it might turn into a career if I stick with it a while. Uh, I am ready to go back to our phone lines. We have David in. Let me give the number, and I'd like to fill up the other two phone lines. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. David has been waiting so patiently from Plano. David, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Thanks for waiting. Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. Uh, I have a... uh Palisade Zoysia in the front yard and St. Augustine in the side and the backyard. My question is, when is the best time to dethatch the lawn before I put down my pre-emergent? All right. Well, the pre-emergent goes down uh, the first couple of weeks of uh, March. And so um, I don't know that dethatching uh, needs to be tied to that at all. I want to explain to everybody what dethatching is so that everybody will have the the right understanding. Uh, And and that would mean that we need to explain what thatch is. Thatch is a layer of undecomposed organic matter that forms beneath the runners and on top of the soil. Uh, It forms an impenetrable layer that, that slows the penetration of water and nutrients into the soil. Uh, it is most a problem on Bermuda grass lawns, and especially when people mow infrequently and don't catch clippings, and when they use um, fast-release nitrogen fertilizers like ammonium sulfate. Um, there's not a one of those things that you mentioned of, of the things that would lead to thatch. Um, I'm not convinced that you would need to dethatch a lawn. Uh, dethatching St. Augustine just puts a chill up my spine because uh, if you get down to where you're beneath the runners, you have destroyed the runners. There, there are no, uh, there are no uh, rhizomes. There's nothing below ground with St. Augustine. With Bermuda grass, you have things below ground. With zoysia, you, you might. Uh, but I just don't know that you need to dethatch. Scalping is a different story. You could go ahead and scalp those lawns in February and then put out your pre-emergent. I would support that. But in terms okay. of renting a, a dethatching machine or um, putting some kind of a special blade on a mower to dethatch, I wouldn't recommend those. I did that back in the 1970s, and, boy, I never did that again. I did it one time, and I like to ruin my lawn. Um, great. I'm glad I called then. Yeah, uh, I, I am too. I, I see a lot of videos on it, but, but none of these, none of these people that are doing the videos are from Texas. And I wondered why. No. Well, the, Florida, the one other thing, David, Carolina. the one, the one other thing that, that might be confusing to some people is the term aeration, uh, which can also be used on a lawn that has a thatch layer. Aeration is when a, a, 
a plug, when a, a whole series of plugs is pulled out of the ground through the thatch layer, uh, it's just like um, just like you're drilling holes and pulling the, the sawdust up out of the wood. And in the case of uh, a, an aerator, a core aerator, that is what a lot of golf course people will use on, on golf greens to, to open up holes in the in the uh, turf that will let air and water and nutrients get down into the soil and that can be done but i don't know that that's needed that's used if there's been a lot of traffic that's packed the soil Uh, if there is thatch i just i don't think any of that's necessary i i have not ever felt need the need uh, to do any of that to my lawn i experimented with dethatching back in the 70s and, uh-huh. and ran from that as fast as I could, and aeration okay. I've never felt the need to do. All right, great, great. Well, so, thanks for your help, Neil. You are more than welcome. Thanks for calling, and thanks for being a patient person. You're wonderful. Appreciate that. So, okay, folks, lines are all open. Last time I said, okay, this is a talk show. I'm going to be talking. I don't want to do all the talking. I'd love to have a call. It's also a call-in show. That implies that somebody's going to be calling in to this end from your side so here's the number 888-787-KLIF 888-787-5543 let me help you if I can with any of your plant questions I'll give it my best shot and uh, so we have three lines that we uh, have available to us there are five we use one to call another so that you won't have to wait as long that's that's my goal advanced foundation repair they are leaders in the foundation repair industry they've been my advertiser since 1995 that's a long time and that's a lot of happy customers with advanced foundation repair people who have found that you don't have to just uh, completely uh, give up on all of your life savings to get your foundation repaired they're affordable they are punctual they are honest if you don't have foundation problems when they do the free home inspection they will tell you that they're not out to to take advantage of anybody i really am grateful to have a sponsor of this quality advanced foundation repair the home inspection is absolutely free and yes they can detect foundation problems in the winter just as well as they can in the summer you don't have to wait until the giant gaping cracks develop in the side of your house have them out now and they can do the the work they can they can identify any foundation problems, and they can repair any foundation problems in January just as well as they can in July. Advanced Foundation Repair. And uh, they have patented several of their processes, some of their materials, and uh, they have led their industry. They were the first ever to uh, uh, give you a warranty on their work and to make that warranty uh, transferable and good for the lifetime of the house, uh, transferable from owner to owner, and back it by cash in the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. These are all things where they led their industry. You want the best, and therefore you'll want to call Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, Foundation Repairs dot com plural foundation repairs dot com two one four three 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 zero 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 three it's advanced foundation repair Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Valspar paint products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, JJ. Writing something down there. Got it. Uh, he is one of the leaders in the uh, in the Ace Hardware group and one of the great ones. So thank you very, very much. Uh, we go back to our phone lines. We still have a couple of lines open at 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. We go to Liz near Decatur. Liz, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi, Neil. I live out here in your old stomping grounds between Wise County and Denton Line. Uh, right on the line, I would like to know if I can plant red oaks or something out here. All I have are bodark trees. Or- C- certainly you can. I <laughs> I have never lived there. That's not my old stomping grounds, but I'd be proud to claim it. 
It's uh, oh well. I thought you were out here and doing some studying years and years ago. I'm no, sorry, in Decatur no, area. No, you don't okay. have to apologize. I love it. It's beautiful county. Um, the uh, Schumard Red Oak would be great. Make sure you get a Schumard Red Oak. Okay. Uh, there are, okay. and and you'll need to go to an independent retail garden center to have that assurance. Uh, some of the national chain stores will bring in uh, red oaks, and they'll just label them as red oaks, and they may very well have uh, uh, pin oak influence in them, and you sure don't want those. They will they will turn yellow and die. They they won't get enough iron. Uh, Schumard red oak would do well. Live oaks will do well. Uh, chinkapin oaks are native up along the Red River. They will do well. Burr oaks are good. Um, you could also do well with cedar elms. Uh, I get, I, I was up in Amarillo several years ago and I asked them, where do you get your cedar elms? Because there's nothing native up there. And they said, <laughs> we get them from Wise County. And I thought, well, that's, I'll remember that one. And, uh, and if you have moisture, uh, an area where you, can get moisture to uh, water to a plant, pecans will do well for you. So those are your your six best big shade trees. Very good. Well, I left red oaks, burr oaks, sawtooth oaks, everything just north of Lake Worth and Saginaw, and I've moved out here, and I am sick without them. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. They'll all do well. And sawtooth I wouldn't try, but the others will all do well for you. You bet. Thanks for calling. Have a great day. Take care. Uh Uh-huh. All right, let's see. We will um, we will go now to Delbert in uh, is that Frankston? Is that where you are? Yes, sir. How All are right. you today? I know Frankston. You bet I'm doing well. Happy New Year. Thank you. Same to you. Yes, sir. How can I help you? I got some Eliagnus been in the ground about two years. They fairly well survived the freeze last year, but they they seem like they're stunning and i was wondering what i can put on there nitrogen and something and what time to promote some growth um nitrogen will always promote growth if a plant is healthy and can can utilize it that's your main concern is is the plant healthy enough to to put the uh, put the nitrogen to use um so did the plants look any different in June this year compared to other Junes? I'm, I'm trying to uh, – Ely Agnes was hurt pretty badly in North Texas from the cold. You don't think it was in your area? No. Okay. I have 30, 32 plants, and about five of them are doing very well, and then the rest of them are just kind of stunted, you know. And, and were they stunted before February 2021? Yes. All right. Then nitrogen would be your answer. Uh, that that would keep them from that would that would promote new growth. I'm just trying to make sure, Delbert, that that it is uh, not cold damage. That's why I ask you what I did. Eliagnus yes. in North Texas looks so bad after the cold that most of them have been removed. So I haven't uh, I haven't been in your area since the cold, and so I'm I'm just trying to make sure. I love the plant. Wow. I love the plant. I grew up with it in College Station, and and I've always been a big proponent of it because it's a pretty fail-safe plant. But the cold really surprised a lot of us. Right. So what time of the year should I pop that on there? You want to put it on just in, uh, in advance of the spring growth. They start to grow pretty early, so I would say probably late February. All right. Well, I appreciate you. You betcha. That'd be the same thing you'd put on your turf grass. Just make sure it does not have a weed killer mixed into it. And all right. you'll be all set. All right. Thanks for the call. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Dale in Miller Grove, Hopkins County, stay with me. I must talk to you. I must, must. He has a question that uh, don't hang up, whatever you do. Let me uh, tell you about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening right now, now in its fifth printing. It, uh, I think, could be, should be, maybe. I'm a little close to this forest, so maybe you need to make this decision for yourself. But I think it could be your go-to gardening reference. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a calendar. It's 48 pages in length because there are 12 months in the year, and there are four pages per month telling you what needs to be planted, pruned, 
fertilized, and protected in each month. What insects and diseases, in other words, are likely to show up in weeds are likely to show up in that month. And uh, chapter 3 is a really detailed chapter covering every kind of shade tree you might consider. Chapter 4, shrubs, all the kinds of shrubs, lots of lists of spring flowering shrubs, of of, uh, evergreen shrubs, of shrubs for screens, and then lots of descriptions of how to get the most out of your shrubs, the whole works. And then a really thorough list of shrubs, the best shrubs for Texas. Oh, goodness. I spent about five or six weeks on uh, each of these chapters, and that was 14-hour days, seven days a week. Chapter 5 is vines and ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in the book, and I think you'll find it to be very, very helpful. 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs, a hardback printed on high-quality paper by Clear Visions in San Antonio. It is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You get it by calling my office Monday through Friday, this next week, Tuesday through Friday, or you can get it off my website, neilsperry.com. The only two ways you can buy the book. I sign every copy as it sells. I didn't want it in stores or on Amazon because I wouldn't have been able to sign them for you. Your satisfaction is guaranteed or you get a full refund. 73,000 copies sold to date. No request for refund yet. Not one. It's only thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. And uh, here it, and by the way, the sixth printing, the next printing will be more. If you want to save, you'll order it now, and that's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, or you'll call my office, 800-752-GROW. Do that Tuesday through Friday this coming week, 800-752-4769, or you can order it right now at neilsperry.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. Whiskey Stone started in 1983, almost 40 years ago. Third generation family business and a great business at that. 22 acres of the most beautiful stone you've ever dreamed of. You'll enjoy very much a visit to Whiskey Stone. Uh, I don't I know they're not open today. They're open Monday through Saturday, normal weeks. This is not a normal week, goodness gracious. But they'd love to see you come in next week. They'll be happy to help you. And if you can hear me, can't hear me, this next statement doesn't matter much anyway. If you can hear me, they'll deliver to you. And they buy from quarries all over the Southwest and beyond. Now, where do you find 22 acres of beautiful stone? At 4501 East Loop 820 South, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, way Southeast Fort Worth. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, it is to uh, Fort Worth as Beaumont is to Texas. That's way Southeast. That's Whiskey Stone in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822. Whiz-Q.com. It's Whiskey Stone. Whether you need retaining wall stone or whether you need uh, decorative gravel, you need landscape boulders, you need patio stone, whatever it is you need, they have it all at Whiskey Stone. And they're wonderful people. Whiz-Q.com. 4501 East Lupe 20 South, Southeast Fort Worth. 817-429-0822. Whiskey Stone. I'm Bill Jablonowski from Jablos Ace Hardware in Keller, Capel, and Fort Worth. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community and who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Bill. Great businessman. Thank you, sir. Uh, phone number. I have two lines open right now for you. Hope you'll uh, grab one of them. 888-787-KLIF. Please call right now, 888-787-5543. 
Dale in Miller Grove in Hopkins County, Sulphur Springs area. How can I help you? Well, Neil, I found on my property uh, this uh, little bush that was growing out there, and I, and I had this little app that, when I took a picture of it, says it's a yopon, uh, Y-A-U-P-O-N. When I did some checking into it, it says that it you can make a tea out of the berries, and I just was checking with you to make sure I don't poison myself. Yeah. Uh, does it have leaves on it right now, or is it uh, deciduous? No, it has leaves on it. Okay. The uh, scientific red- name of that plant is Ilex. All the hollies are Ilex, and the species name is Vomitoria. Uh-huh. Care to go any farther? And- uh, no, I, I, I'm looking at this. It's got and the, the it's got the red berries on it, and yeah. I'm, I'm is it first of all? How did I get just one of those out of 27 acres? Uh, I take it maybe a bird or something, but yeah, that's that's you, what happens. Can you drink use those to make a drink out of? I need to go through that scientific name for you one more time. Ilex vomitoria. Uh, I got you. Yeah. I got you. So yeah, in other it, words, is, uh, it is used to purge. You know, probably the old herbals uh, used it. Uh, herbalists used it to uh, for somebody who needed to clear their their stomach of some other problem. I okay. in no way should you eat that or drink it or anything okay. else. In absolutely no way. Um, when people okay. say Neil, why would you recommend? Um, let's see, what is it that? Uh, oh, people get all bent out of shape about poinsettias. And I say, you know what? Research at Ohio State in 1974 found that poinsettias are not poisonous. However, since you brought up poisonous plants, let me point out that holly berries are poisonous, oak acorns are poisonous, tomato leaves are poisonous, uh, the, the tulip bulbs and daffodil bulbs and Carolina jessamine and oleanders and castor beans are deadly poisonous. They're from the genus Ricinus which is Ryzen, the, the, the poison that killed the people in the subway in Japan. I mean, we can go down a list, and there are plants all around us. We just need to teach kids, don't be eating stuff out there. But poinsettias, <laughs> no big deal. And, uh, um, and, and so, you know, with the hollies, just leave them alone. Enjoy them. Let the birds eat them. The birds can process them, and they'll be just okay. fine. They'll be fine. But don't eat them yourself. I will definitely stay away from them. Thank all you so right. much. I'm glad you waited on me. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Have a healthy day now. Yeah, you betcha. All right. Let's see where we are time-wise. Um, I think I better take Ron quickly because he's in Louisville, and you'll see why. Ron, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, yeah. I haven't got a whole bunch of tomato plants that we're producing up until. Whoa. And he just dropped. All right. Mike, why don't you go on mic with me and tell me what he was asking? So he's going to harvest and and, uh, preserve tomatoes. Okay. Oh, you got him back? Okay. What do you think? Okay. This is the chaos I deal with, folks. All right. You back, Ron? Yeah, I am. All of a sudden, you disappeared. (laughs) Oh, I've been sitting right here. I, I'm 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 big enough and ugly enough. I can't disappear that quickly. How can I help you? Yeah, I, I've got a whole uh, about twenty five tomato plants, mostly uh, Romas, that I've had, and they've been producing here the last couple months. Crazy! And crazy. I was going to put them up in a little greenhouse. It's just a, uh, a nine by by twelve. And I wondered, should, should I water them real good tonight or what? So are they in in pots or? Oh yeah, they're in pots. I I, I live in a, just a regular plot, but I got trees all around, so I have to put them in pots so they get some sun. Okay. Um, I would water them after you get them in the greenhouse if they're dry. It won't make. Are you you have a heat source in your greenhouse? Yeah, I have a little heater and a couple of uh, lights uh, that I put out there. Lights won't help that much. Not at twenty degrees. Uh, from having dealt with a a relatively small greenhouse in my life, let me tell you what you need to do. And I make no guarantees on this. uh, Tomatoes are pretty brittle when you start moving them. Uh, I would start with your best plants 
and I would, you need to do this in the next hour or so because the wind's going to make it impossible when it hits. Um, yeah, I'm doing them, it now. <laughs> yeah, get them in. Uh, start with your best plants, and and don't feel like you have to cram them in there to get every plant in, but the ones that are, are most productive. Um, and then if it's going to work, if, if they don't just fall all apart on you, uh, then put your, your heat source in. What is it, an electric heater? Yeah, electric, all right. electric fan. All right. Put it in in a way that it's not blowing directly onto any one of them. If you can leave a little corridor so it blows between them, that would be better. So you don't just right. toast any one plant. And don't worry about the lights. Lights won't add a tenth of a degree to the greenhouse. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about watering tonight unless they just are obviously wilted. They're 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 moist enough. You're going to have them above freezing, so they're not going to they're not going to suffer. Um, and then in, in the day tomorrow, you're going to have to play a game with them because once the sun comes out tomorrow, that little greenhouse is going to go from 40 degrees to 104 degrees in about an hour and a half. You're going to have to go out there and, and gradually open the door two or three inches to let some of the heat out because it's going to overheat really quickly. That's the problem with a small greenhouse. It doesn't have much uh, volume of air and it changes quickly. Right. So, so be ready to do that, and they they won't they won't take much of that before they'll they'll cook. Okay. All right. It's, it's true. Good luck with it. Try to fertilize them as, while they're in there. Not while they're in the greenhouse. You're going to have to get them back out of the greenhouse as soon as the freezing weather passes. I think you're on okay. borrowed time. I think in the long run of it, you might want to save in a twelve uh, nine by twelve greenhouse. You might want to try to save six or eight plants and and uh, if you have that many there's you know save the best ones and and just let the others go uh, yeah it, it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to bring them in and save them this far after the normal first freeze date yeah okay yeah i've, I've been having to give it away tomatoes because they produce so much here the last couple of weeks that's great that's great okay and and so the secret on harvesting tomatoes before a freeze is when you when you lay them out and and if you slice through a tomato with a nice sharp paring knife or a, a pocket knife, if the knife goes through a seed, that fruit and all other fruit of the same size would not ripen anymore. If it pushes the seed off to the side, then that could be left on a on a towel or newspaper to ripen. That's how you can tell whether they're far enough along to ripen normally left out on the countertop all right well thank you very much you're welcome thank you ron have a good day well he's going to be tired wow all right i moved a bunch of uh saint joseph's lilies that i dug about two months ago i moved them in the garage last night and they were heavy and wet i just didn't want them there in pots and i didn't want them outside at, at these temperatures and i was gassed when i went in there were about 50 of them um, all right, I have no calls. I'm out. I need some calls. We're going to do our tiny garden tip and take a short break, and then with a little luck, I'll have some calls. Just like magic, somebody will call 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Callaway's Nursery. I was in Callaway's yesterday, about two hours before they closed early for their staff to go home and have some time off for a day or so. And I had a great time. Start the new year off right with indoor plants from Callaway's Nursery. I went by to take photos and just to see what they had and and uh, just to visit. And it was a wonderful visit. Visit their stores tomorrow. They'll reopen after the holiday and take some time to enjoy looking through their beautiful indoor plants. I took a ton of photos of their houseplants. Now is the time to start an indoor jungle or add to your existing family of plants. Explore their wide selection of pothos, ivy, fiddly fig, hoyas. They have some beautiful hoyas, wax plants, and so many more. All of their 21 neighborhood locations have received fresh shipments of houseplants, so the options are very impressive. 
They have some wonderful terrarium plants, I might add. Discover boldly patterned leaves, great textures and shapes. Once you've picked out your new plants, be sure to get a stylish piece of pottery or two or three. Took photos of their pottery as well. Patterned or simple, vibrant or subtle, a new pot will elevate the look of your new plant and look great in your home. To keep your plants healthy with great foliage and blooms, remember your plants will thrive with Callaway's Premium Tropical Plant Food. It's ideal for bougainvilleas, hibiscus, indoor plants of all kinds, and more. Need a little help while you're in the store? Talk to one of their Texas-certified nursery professionals for expert advice and tips. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the absolute best, all backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee, so try something new. Shop local. Visit any of their 21 community locations or order online at Callaway's.com. C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y-S dot com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. Open seven days a week for your shopping convenience, just not today. Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. And they have frost cloth, by the way. You can get it tomorrow. It might be a little late, but just remember, that's the kind of things that they have because they are great. They're Callaway's dot com. When you wake up... Crisis at the border. When you work. Reopening our economy. When you drive home. This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On Real News and Information, 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. Things that we ever did for our home was put sunburst shutters in the windows. We didn't actually do it. Sunburst shutters did it. You know, I hear ads for these... uh, companies where you can take measurements and they'll make them for you and send them to you and oh my goodness it is so much better personal opinion so much better to have sunburst shutters come out and measure your windows they'll bring samples of their of their shutters their sunburst shutters made of poly wood p-o-l-y poly wood it's a man-made material uh, that has no uh, actual no wood in it, no actual wood in it. It doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. It looks like wood shutters. They're plantation style with two and a half, three and a half, and four and a half inch louver size. They are fabulous. We have them. They're either white or off white, so they they match up well with any kind of trim and wall color, and they are custom fit for each window in your home. You may have all the same size windows, but they're not really the same size after the tape and bed work is done. That's not precise, but the sunburst shutters put in those windows are very precise. That's why they are so energy efficient. That's why they are so light stopping. That's why they're so fabulous. You can operate them with one finger. They're easy to clean. They're beautiful and they are made to last. Sunburst shutters, nice people. Give them a call. Let them come to your home. If you want to go see the showroom, you can. It's part of the factory. You're going into an industrial area, um, and, and that's fine. It's a lovely showroom, but it's better to let them come to your home and, and, and hold the, the samples up in your windows so you can see exactly how beautiful they would be. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. Sunburstshutters.com. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. Many people move into new homes or homes that have been reoccupied and they have bare ground during the winter time. The bad news is that even though you have warm spells in the winter, there still is no grass that you can plant safely at this time. Warm season grasses like St. Augustine and even Bermuda have little chance of surviving if they're set out as sod this time of the year. Now, Bermuda will make it in most winters, but oh my goodness, those awful winters that we have once in a while, you don't want to be caught with Bermuda, new Bermuda sod, or certainly St. Augustine out there on the ground. Seeds of cool season grasses like fescue for permanent turf and rye for temporary cover won't grow in cold soils. You need to wait until late February to sow fescue and you want to overseed with rye in September, St. Augustine and Bermuda, you plant from April on. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. 
Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, kind sir. Let me tell you right now about Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Do you ever go into a store, especially one of the big national box stores, and you look left and you look right and you look straight down this long aisle and you say, is there anybody in here? I hear an echo. Need some help. Need some help. And uh, it's hard to find people who are in that area uh, of expertise. And and they're, they're nice stores, and they have great merchandise, I guess, but you can't find the help you need. It is so much easier and quicker to get in and out of Ace Hardware stores with exactly the, the product and the, and the knowledge that you need. You feel like you're talking to somebody who really has your best interest at heart. Because they do. These are these stores are owned by people who are in your town, in your neighborhood. They may be people that you already know from from schools or from church or from some other activity in your community, and they really care about your town, and uh, they want you to succeed. They want their business to succeed. This is small business America, and it just breaks my heart to have somebody say, well, I went to so-and-so, and it's one of the big national chains, when Ace is sponsoring this entire program. So thank you, Ace, for that. And, folks, when you go in, just try them, and I think you'll get just as hooked as my wife and I are. We go to Ace first because Ace is the place with great products, and Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. It's a non-stop news cycle. We're just getting started. Omicron, the supply chain. Russia-Ukraine border. Families who are struggling. Increase in violent crime. Big government, socialism. Make inflation worse. A new bill. New COVID variant. New challenge. New journeys. In the new year. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. Neil Space eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. We're 18 years old with eGardens. I began it because I wanted to have something equivalent to an old-fashioned garden section in the newspaper where you could trust the local uh, the advice to be localized um, and and where it would be timely and useful to gardeners in our area. And eGardens is written for the whole state of Texas. I try to point out the differences. In South Texas, you do this. In North Texas, you do that. And I think we've I think we've succeeded in that. I I love the day and a half a week that I spend doing eGardens. If you want to see what it looks like, you can go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. You have to subscribe. Uh, but the good news is it's free and always will be. This is not something where you can get a limited time free subscription and then you get dinged for some amount of money. You will not ever get dinged for any amount of money. It's free and always will be. And uh, I do have advertisers who sponsor it and, and pay for it, and that's where I make my revenue. It's not from you. Neil Spray's eGardens. Uh, there are always five stories, a featured plant of the week, a featured question of the week, gardening this weekend, and then a couple of other stories that are relevant and timely for that time of year. So take a look at it. Go to neilsperry.com, same place you go for my book, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, and click on eGardens. There's a tab there for eGardens, and uh, you'll see what it looks like, and you'll see where you can sign up for it as well. Join the 80,000 other people who get it each week on Thursdays just a little after 6 p.m. Neilsperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. I'm Mark Siriai from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help in great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Mark, very, very much. Let's go to Don in Trophy Club. Thank you, guys, all three guys uh, who have called. I appreciate you. I'll get right to you. Don, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. By the way, I shop at that Ace. Good. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. But uh, my question, Neil, has to do with my elephant ear bulbs. Uh, last year, they, the tops froze and they became mush, I think, from that very cold snap. I, I was wondering how I could preserve them for this year. Should I just pile a bunch of mulch on top of them or, or what to keep them, uh, 
in good health. These both I got this year, the leaves were two and a half, three feet long and just great. And I'd like to be able to keep these alive next what year. I- yeah, what I always do is uh, I put uh, shredded tree leaves. I'll bag my tree leaves uh, most of the autumn, and then I'll I'll use those bagged leaves up over the elephant ear uh, plantings. Um, and then once you get a, a killing frost or a killing freeze, I'll just trim off all that dead foliage off the elephant ears, and and that's that's where I put the leaves in. Just leave the leaves there over the winter time, and that. That gains them oh. enough extra warmth that uh, it, it doesn't actually warm the soil. What it does is it keeps the soil from freezing and thawing and freezing and thawing too rapidly. But, yes, that's, yeah. that's what you can do. And I, I think they'll be fine at 20 degrees. All right. Thanks a lot. You're welcome a lot. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Joe in Grapevine. Joe, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. Um, is it possible to grow cinnamon trees in a pot or container? And if so, where can I get one? I don't know where you can get one. I think they can be grown in a, in a container. They are tropical. Um, I have a photo of a cinnamon tree that, that I took at the National Arboretum in Washington, D.C. It was growing in a container. And uh, it's beautiful, beautiful tree, beautiful foliage. Um, I, I have no idea where they got it, but they have access to anything in the world. Um, I don't know that I've... Uh, I honestly don't know if I've ever seen one for sale in a nursery, and I've never looked for one, uh, so I, I haven't. I, I don't have any experience with that. Uh, I would think that you could. Uh, I would think that you could Google it and just see if there are any available. Uh, probably it would be difficult to have one shipped in from uh, out of the country. That kind of uh, commerce is uh, frowned upon because of quarantines. But uh, perhaps somebody in California or Florida would have one that could be shipped probably would not be any quarantines that way um and I, I would start with the scientific name of it and i'm not sure if i'm right on this i don't know if it's cinnamomum uh, camphorum i'm not sure but but find this just google the what is the scientific name of cinnamon tree and uh, then i would copy and paste that and uh where can i buy and and enter that and i think you could get an answer pretty quickly all right thank you very much you're welcome. Good luck with it. It's a pretty plant. All right, Paul and Irving, stay with me right after this break. You'll, you'll be my next call up, and I can't wait to see what you have in mind. Transplanting trees into a park. That's a, that's a neat idea. Neil's phrase, Lone Star Gardening. This is my book, and uh, it is, uh, I think, something that you will find to be very, very helpful as you're doing and redoing your landscape after last February. A lot of us uh, wanted to do that last spring, and we said, whoa, where'd all the nursery stock go? Well, the nursery stock will be there this year. They have been busily growing nursery stock and making sure that they had plenty for us all. And uh, so if you want to see what I have written, the, uh, the, the plants that I think are best for use in landscaping and... Uh, some of the new plants that maybe you're not as aware of, et cetera, et cetera. It's all in this book. Chapter one is the basics of gardening, things you need to know to get started or to be successful in gardening in Texas. Chapter two is a calendar, that 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants. It's four pages per month. Uh, and I've never put that in any publication before in this length. The only place I've ever put it at all is in my old annual gardening calendars. I've never had it in a book before. Chapters 3 through 11 are very detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials. Oh, those are long chapters. Uh, then also lawns and fruit and vegetables. Took me a year to write this, and it pretty much represents what I've learned in a lifetime. Took me a year to put it down for you, and you can get it for thirty-six ninety-five. You get a year of my life for thirty-six ninety-five. That's kind of pathetic, isn't it? Three hundred forty-four pages. It's a hardback. Eight hundred forty photos printed in San Antonio by my choice, not overseas. I just didn't want it to say on page whatever it is, uh, IV or V or whatever it is. Uh, printed uh, in another country. I wanted it to be printed in Texas uh, to keep fellow Texans employed. Not in stores, not on Amazon. It's available from my office or by going to my website. 
You can call my office Tuesday through Friday this coming week and order it if you'd like. That's 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. That's 9 to 5 Monday or Tuesday through Friday this coming week. The better way, though, is to order it from my website, which is neilsperry.com. Satisfaction guaranteed or full refund. No refunds asked for so far in 73,000 uh, books sold. The uh, website is neilsperry.com. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. He is wonderful. Uh, he often, if not normally, I would say, is here right at this time to talk about uh, native birds, wild birds, migrating birds, but he is taking today off. Can you imagine such a thing? So we'll look forward to his soon return, early return. Um, so anyway, join us at our church, if you will, at sharingtheheart.org. We are still worshiping online. Our family is. And uh, so we invite you to join us there at sharingtheheart.org. His sermon is uh, preached at the uh, 1005 service, sharingtheheart.org. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. Well, I'd like to take some time now to tell you about another group of incredibly hardworking people, the ones who keep us happy and healthy. They are our beloved healthcare workers who are out there on the front line. They are, they, they have perhaps the hardest job of all, and we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. Not easy to protect us from COVID, but we see you showing up every day and giving every ounce of your energy, and here they go again. Bless their hearts. They have, they have gone through surge after surge after surge with us. To you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways you can show your appreciation in the front line. Get yourself vaccinated. Wear your mask. Won't you please? Please. Those are great ways to show your support and share those messages on social media as well. Get others to follow your lead. One more big thank you to Baylor Scott & White Health, especially to the front line, for all that you do to keep us all safe. Thank you. Thank you very, very much from our family, where we have three of our members who are medically compromised, and we feel the need. We really feel the need to be masked and to be vaccinated and and, uh, boosted and all the works. Who would have thought the word boosted would ever become a verb or an adjective or whatever it is? Anyway, Anyway, please do that, not just for Baylor Scott and White Health, but for all of us, please. That message from Baylor Scott and White Health. I'm Dan Meyer from Salina Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help with bug control for your home, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Dan, very, very much. That's a beautiful story he has. Good job. Let's go back to our phone lines. We we'll go to Paul in Irving. Paul, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. Uh, I need your advice. We are a couple of us here in a local neighborhood association. Uh, want to plant some trees in a park near us. There's a sidewalk that goes through the park, and there's no trees along that sidewalk. So that's really what we want to do. Um, we have uh, uh, oaks and pecans mainly, and a couple of them that we just don't know what they are. But they, they go anywhere. Their, their trunks are about, you know, a half inch to uh, two inches uh, uh, across. 
And uh, so we have a kind of a little bit of a variation there. But we're wondering what time uh, of the year should we dig them up and uh, and and transplant them here uh, in the in the. Uh, I know it should be probably in February or March, uh, but I'm not really sure. It needs to be January or early February while they're totally and completely dormant. I think any time after about 9 o'clock tonight, they will be totally and completely dormant. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to put on your miner's hat and go out there at 20 degrees, I think it would be fine. Uh, we're, we're finally going to have a hard-killing freeze. Um, you say we have. Are you talking about just growing in your yard? Yeah, uh, it, they're growing in our yards. We've uh, let a couple of them grow, and uh, so we just want to kind of dig them up and uh, and take them down to that the park and and uh, plant them along that sidewalk. All right, and is that sidewalk in kind of a native setting, or is it a, a formal park setting? Well, uh, it's kind of a park setting. There's a drainage ditch that uh, goes through the park. And uh, so the sidewalk kind of runs about uh, 30 to 50 feet from the from the ditch. I guess what I was asking is, is it is it a rustic area or is it is it um, more no, it's of grassy. a... it's grassy. It's grassy. Okay. Um, when you start digging plants out of uh, uh, out of a yard and moving them, there is a pretty high mortality rate if they're of any size. Um, okay. You, you want to dig them when they're waist high or smaller unless you're uh-huh. a, a skilled tree digger, and, and then um, you'd have a better chance. But uh, most people are impatient when they, and I'm not talking about you, I'm just talking about most people that I've observed, are impatient when they start digging trees that are in their yard. They want to have it out of the ground within uh, five minutes. And uh, if, if it's a six- or seven-foot-tall tree, and starting with a ten-foot tree versus a two-foot tree, you'll have a 12-foot-tall tree faster from the 2-foot tree than you will from the 10-foot tree because there is so much root loss on a big tree than there is from a small one. The small ones transplant more successfully. They take off faster. And and so, and especially with pecans, you'll never see any nursery dig and transplant pecan trees because of their tap roots. They're almost impossible to dig. So I, I really wouldn't try to transplant the pecans. Oaks will transplant fairly easily. Um, I, I'd, I'd not transplant random trees that you can't identify because odds are they're hackberries or cottonwoods or something you really don't want. Um, if you're, uh, well, I, I, I was going to say you might just take up a collection from the neighborhood and, and buy some trees at a nursery and take them where you know what you're getting. Schumard red oaks would be beautiful. Uh, Burr oaks, uh, chinkapin oaks, things of that sort would be really nice. But that involves spending money, and if you're trying to save ones you already have, I'd go with the smaller ones, waist-high and smaller. And and somebody has to be ready to take water to them every third day all summer long, starting in April and running to October. Okay, sounds good. That's critical. So i got to run. I appreciate you calling. Good for you for what you're trying to do. Folks, thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. See you tomorrow morning on BAP. And happy gardening.